Hello, I'm Gemma Frith and you're listening to Wolves Weekly, exclusive to Wolves Radio. Mikey Burrows is, of course, here joining me today too, as always. Mikey, how are you? Uh, I'm very well, thank you, Gemma. Um, we had a delightful victory. Uh, kind did. of weirdly routine victory, <laughs> which fa- seems quite strange to say, having scored three goals and won a game comfortably. This is very unlike Wolves. It's a little bit... D- disconcerting i feel the last couple of days (laughs) new year new us this is it that's how we're starting off 2022 and how we're going to continue throughout the whole year of course um yeah another week another win this time uh, in the fa cup of course um what did you make overall of of our of our victory on sunday yeah like i say i think we were kind of regulation and routine in, in such a strange way from wolves really that you turn up against a team who are the, the division below, albeit had been in the Premier League the last couple of seasons and retained a number of those players. You look at their recent results. Yes, they've, they haven't played an awful lot of football, Sheffield United, in the last month or so because of COVID postponements, but they have been in good form. So I said in commentary, Jem, it, it kind of it had the feeling of a potential banana skin, not a giant killing, but a banana skin that they could slip up on. And yet they didn't. You know, they were a little bit not quite at it for the first five, ten minutes. There was the mistake from Rainey Nori that nearly allowed them in. And then uh, there was a, a big, big chance for David McGoldrick, who should have scored. John Ruddy did superbly well. Connor Cody clears off the line. Minute later, we're in front. And it's a, it's completely Wolves' game from there on in. And it was simply a matter of time before they got more goals. You probably want to talk about some of the opportunities we missed. But overall, I thought it was a, a thoroughly professional performance without having to go probably further than third gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before I talk about the, um, the opportunities that perhaps we, we let go, I mean... Three goals, um, two from Pedenza, a brace for him. Um, it was, it was, it was a really good, solid performance. I thought. I mean, that's his fourth goal now this season. I mean, all of his goals have come in cup games for Daniel Pedenza. Um, and he actually said in his post-match interview that he particularly enjoys cup competitions because he's won them three times before in Portugal. So he seems to have an affinity when it comes to these cup games, which is absolutely fine by us. Let it continue. Um, and he wants to do the same again here. He wants to win a cup competition here with Wolves. So. That's great news for us. He played brilliantly. I mean, I also thought another fantastic performance was Fabio Silva. And I think the crowd in Molyneux agreed when he was then subbed off. He got a fantastic cheer from the crowd as, as Raul Jimenez came on. Um, he looked outstanding on his first start since the Carabao Cup in September. Um, do you think we'll see more of, from him going forward? He is in a really interesting situation because a couple of weeks ago when we went to Brighton and Raul Jimenez was suspended and most people anticipated that this would be Fabio's chance to try and impress Bruno and he didn't start that game Mm. and even when there was an injury early on to He Chan Huang he didn't come on either so the in terms of the pecking order, it felt like he was a long way down it in terms of the forwards and what Wolves would do in certain situations. And yet, something has clearly happened in training over the festive period because there was that moment at Old Trafford at Man United where suddenly we looked to the bench and we were like, oh, Fabio's good. This is quite early in a game to bring Fabio on for Raul. And it was still nil-nil at the time. Mm. And yet he played a brilliant cameo in that game, played his part in the lead-up to the goal, 
and as you rightly said, he was he was really impressive against Sheffield United. And you know, Tomo picked up on the same thing you did in that it's really unusual to hear a crowd have that kind of ovation yeah. for a player who who'd not scored. You know, if that was Daniel Pedence coming off after two goals, then yeah, he gets a standing ovation. Um, I thought the the thing with the, his missed chance, which was the biggest mm. missed chance really of the game. It maybe I was trying to put this to Chris Awellamo on Match Day Live Extra that maybe a touch of the exuberance of youth that if he was in his mid twenties and he was on a little bit of run that he's been on in terms of not having scored a goal, then he just runs through and smashes that. Mm. Whereas he's precocious nineteen year old talent and he doesn't really understand that need to just hit the back of the net sometimes. He went for what he thought was instinctive and and I don't know whether you agree, maybe, you know, further down the line that's what will set him out to be the talent we hope he's going to be yeah I think it's it's really important with Fabio to remember just how old he is and I think last season as well we spoke about this quite a lot where he was because of Raul's time away from the Premier League with his injury you know Fabio was forced into the spotlight probably a lot earlier than was anticipated and so he had a lot of development to do very very quickly um, and we haven't seen as much from this season since Raul's obviously come back but he's still in that development to to becoming that 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 player that you're, you're speaking about there with that little bit more um maturity and, and, and understanding of, of, of what to do in those situations and it will, it will come with more game time and, and, and more experience for him and the fact that he's looking as great as he did on Sunday now at the age of 19 and, and, and you know not playing a, not, not starting in a match in September you know I think that he, he has a bright future ahead of him and um, the crowd were definitely convinced by his performance as well with, with that cheer. I think it actually helps as well, Jem, the fact that he's had Raul Jimenez to train alongside mm. for the last couple of months, that we kind of forget that he was only here for, you know, what, two months of the season? Because the season started late, we all forget. It wasn't like you, you know, he arrived in July and had six weeks and then the season kicked off in August. It was pretty much he arrived and we went straight into the season in September. By the start of November, Raul was gone. He wasn't around the place anymore. So he actually had a good six weeks, really, nearly two months, where he was the only striker around. And as a 19-year-old, that was a lot of pressure to put on him. Mm. I, I always said to you, William Chose, in my view, really helped that and yeah. maybe helped guide him a touch. He clearly bulked up over the summer, Fabio. He's clearly different shape. And now he's had Raul there. It's the link-up play. That's what's impressing at the moment. That's what he's taken on and moved forward this season. So fingers crossed, hope that continues. Really, really do. Yeah, and it's, it's also worth mentioning that, of course, since Bruno came in in the summer, um, Fabio now has the opportunity to work quite closely with Luis Nascimento, who he worked with for many, many years in his youth in Portugal. So um, to be able to sort of have that working with somebody that knows him so well as a player and they have a brilliant, brilliant relationship. I mean, Bruno said in um, the post-match interview on Sunday that he's like a father figure to him. They, they get on so well. And so I think Fabio being able to now work with a coach that really understands him and what he needs now in his development as well. He's, he's in the right place. He's around the right people. And um, yeah, that experience will come for sure. Um, so some of those missed opportunities, Mikey, what do you think we need to do to capitalise more on, on, on some of those chances? Well, I, you know, I've put, this, I've put this question to our pundits on Match Day Live Extra many times. I think it, sometimes we can get bogged down a little bit too much in those missed chances and maybe t take our eye off the fact that we are creating lots of good opportunities. And at Manchester United, we had 19 good efforts, 15 in the first half, only four in the second, and yet we got the goal and we won the game. I think 
for me, it's key. Daniel Pedence continues to to hit the back of the net. I think his his performance at Man United was really impressive. And now that he's started to add goals again, he does tend to go in little bursts. But he didn't score a Premier League goal in the whole of 2021. He's 25 appearances now in the Premier League without a goal. So that needs to change. That's the big step because they cannot clearly rely on Raul to dig them out every time. Mm. There has to be goals from other areas of the pitch. Jean Martino has his one for the season now. So <laughs> let's not, ex- you know, anything else is a bonus from here on in. <laughs> So, you know, Romain Saiz isn't there for the next couple of games mm. and he's been a source of goals to chip in. So somebody else or a couple of other people have to now step up. Mm-hmm. It was really good to see actually Nelson Semedo get in the penalty area and get that goal. Yes. That was a wonderful goal, by the way. The the ball from Daniel Pedence, the run from Ait Nouri, and to look up and see the opposite uh, wing back. You yes. know, that was stuff that we played in the That's championship, Jim. You know, that's the kind of sweeping football that was really impressive. So that's my view. I don't know what you think about it, but I think it's just, you know, as long as they keep going and those players now, Semedo, Pedence, they have confidence, hopefully more goals will come from them. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've got Premier League action coming at the weekend, which we will talk about shortly in a second. But um, we've also had our draw now for the fourth round. We're going to be at home facing Norwich. Um, I mean, a few of us, I have to, have to be honest, had our fingers crossed for Kidderminster Harriers away. <laughs> but we'll take, we'll take Norwich at home. Um, are you happy with that draw, Mikey? Yes, I'm very happy, uh, especially because when it came down to the last two balls in the draw, it could have been <laughs> yeah. Norwich away. And as everyone knows, as a commentator, I'm very selfish that I don't like to do long trips on a weekend. <laughs> that, was so, a long, that was a long journey earlier in the season. <laughs> yeah, so we've done that once already. Thank you very much. So I will happily take a home draw. Listen, I think the FA Cup could be a really interesting competition for us this year. Mm. Um, the last couple of seasons, obviously, we made the semi-final. And then uh, last year, we kind of got to that fifth round and we were in a position whereby the league wasn't certain what was going to happen. It could have gone either way at that point. So I understand why Nuno made the decision he did to change the team around. I know a lot of fans don't. But that's in the past. That's gone now. It was done at the time. And I understand why he did it. Maybe don't necessarily fully agree with it, but there you go. But now we're in a position where we're in a good place in the league. We're in a really good place. So why not go for the cup? Why not have that little run and see what happens? And if you can get past Norwich, who, let's face it, have other issues that they need to concentrate on, suddenly you're in the fifth round and you're only a couple of games away from from a quarterfinal, a semi-final, and fingers crossed for the first time since 1960, a final. I don't want to... Yeah, I feel like it was was very two contrasting um, questions when I asked the same question to Daniel Pedenza and then Bruno Large on Sunday. Daniel was very optimistic, very excited, as we've said already, loves a cup game. Um, Bruno was like, we don't look further than the next next game. You can't get more excited than that. And so I I think at this point, I'm, I'm... siding with Bruno slightly and that I, I get too nervous to look that too far ahead I think yeah let's get through Norwich let's get into the fifth round and then let's let's see but uh, yeah a cup run would be absolutely amazing um particularly after getting so close to that final a few years ago um it would be amazing to 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 finally get there so yeah let's think keep our fingers crossed and, and and see what happens there 
Well, our attention turns now back to the Premier League on Saturday when we will host Southampton at Molyneux. Now, our visit to St Mary's earlier this season was, of course, a very memorable one for Raul Jimenez, who scored his first goal back since his return from injury. So a very special afternoon for him and the team. Um, but what do you expect to see this weekend, Mikey, when, when they come to visit us? Southampton have been an interesting opponent the last couple of seasons. Uh, Ralph Hasenhutl has a, a clear set way of playing and it's been they've been quite tight games and obviously we've come from behind in quite a few of them. Mm. You know, he probably doesn't like playing Wolves because quite often we are the team that that takes points from them and makes them yeah. lose them from winning positions. They're in obviously a situation at the moment Southampton which they always seem to be it's a little bit under the radar where they're kind of just hovering above the relegation places. They've got to play Brentford before they play us. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the time people listen to this, they, that game may well have taken place. So we will know what kind of confidence they'll be like going into it. Mm-hmm. So, And also the fact that they'll have less, fewer days rest than we will because they yeah. have that midweek game. So you would hope that given the way Wolves have played at Manchester United, many of the same players playing well against Sheffield United that they can continue that run of form because it's about consistency now Jem it's a you know they've set a standard for what we expect from them with the way they pressed and harried and bullied Manchester United and then the way they swept aside Sheffield United a lot of fans are going to turn up at Molyneux and expect Wolves to do the same so they have to come out and start well get themselves in front and then let the rest take its course do you think that the starting eleven is going to alter a lot from what we saw last Sunday? I mean, with Romain Saïs out at the uh, African Nations Cup at the moment, um, do you think we're going to see a similar lineup at the back? Are we going to have Marcel in that back three? Are we going to see Dendonga go there, Jamatino come back in? And how do you think we're going to sort of set up um, at the front? Well, here is where I am reliant on you as uh, <laughs> our Wolves TV and Wolves Radio spy in the camp. <laughs> Inside the training ground, because obviously Marcel went off at half time against Sheffield United. Uh, Chris Wellemer actually said on a, uh, he thought he, Marcel did really well in that role. He played for Leon, got to a Champions League semi final playing in that role, so he clearly can can do it. And he's kind of similar to Saïs in many respects. You know, they are uh, players that people probably don't like playing against. Is what the nicest way to kind of put that. Um, <laughs> So I thought he I thought he did well, but if there is any injury question marks, they have Leander Dendonka, they have Dion Sanderson back. That's a really interesting decision mm. to make. It's kind of easier to put Dendonka there because it settles the midfield issue because Neves Martino played yeah. so well against Man United. That's fine. Um, so it kind of makes sense for it to be Dendonka. Mm-hmm. But if you play Marcel there and if he is fit, then it allows you to bring eight Nuri and you're not having to drop one of those two. Yeah. Who, let's face it, don't really deserve to be dropped. Um, in terms of the forward areas, Daniel Prudence has, has penned his name in there now for the next couple of weeks at least. Yeah, with I'd his, really like to see him. Yeah, with his recent performances. Um, I, I probably would still stick with Raul. He's the senior man. But I know you'll, you probably feel there's a lot of people that will be saying... Give Fabio a go. So, it's an, you know, this is what Bruno gets paid the money for. 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to be in a position where we've got lots of players performing so well at the moment that we have those, have those choices, even when we've got players unavailable through injury or um, with uh, rain out on international duty. So, yeah, it's a good problem to have. And um, we'll have to just see what Bruno decides on Saturday. Um, elsewhere at Wolves, we, Wolves and were back in action as well on Sunday after a big break over the festive period. Um, unfortunately, neither you nor me were able to be there because we were, of course, at Molyneux and we couldn't keep track of the game either because we were watching um, our FA Cup tie. Um, but I, after a full time, I had a look on Twitter to see how they were getting on and the match had gone to extra time and penalties. And so it was very nervous uh, sort of refreshing their Twitter page um, and uh, it was neck and neck with a scoreline after 120 minutes of, of three all um, after an incredible comeback from Wolves women who were initially 2-0 down but unfortunately they just missed out on a place in the quarterfinals of the National League Cup to Liverpool Feds on penalties right at the very end which is just heartbreaking for them um, but it's onwards and upwards for them and they'll be competing in the Birmingham County Cup on Sunday, so more cup competitions for them, um, and then return to league action the following week, weekend after next, back at home at the CKW Stadium, which will be the first time they've actually played at home in a really, really long time. Um, I think their last home game was, was early December. So um, it'll be good to be back facing there and back playing in the league to face Derby women. Um, so hopefully they will um, enjoy a nice cup game again this Sunday, get their confidence back after um, that unfortunate dropping out of the cup this weekend and then be ready to return to the league next weekend. It's tough, isn't it, when you, you have so many games that aren't played for whatever reason mm. that it... it kind of feels from the outside and you know this better you know you'll know the answer to this question far better than I so you speak to more of them as to whether it has just kind of stolen their momentum a little bit because they you know they've had this disjointed nature of when are we actually going to be playing games yeah definitely and I think it's it has um I mean I'm not sure there's been any official confirmation but I think that um there's been perhaps some uh unavailability within the Wolves and Min team as well due to COVID so I think they've had to uh, change the team quite a lot um for this game last weekend so um They've, they've coped best they can with the difficult situation, as all teams are across the entirety of English football at the moment, in both men's and women's games. So um, it's really tough. And, you know, I mean, Sheffield United, we saw at the weekend, they hadn't played for three weeks. And, you know, getting back out onto the pitch, you know, getting back into that rhythm, it's, it's, it's important. And they performed incredibly well. I mean, the comeback that they pulled off to come back to three all, get it into extra time, get it to penalties, um, is, is phenomenal. So it's just unfortunate they didn't, they didn't get through... Um, on that final penalty but um yes i think they will do well now going into the next sort of regular matches they're going to have with this cup game and then back into the league and hopefully they can continue that momentum they built last year after such an incredible start to the season so i'm not worried i think that they will um continue to bounce back and and, and perform well got a big derby coming up as well haven't they they have they've got at the end of january they are away at west brom women um so yes that's an exciting one to look forward to it's a midweek night game actually so um maybe one for people to pop down to on a, on a wednesday night just to pop across the west midlands and uh, support wolves women uh, on that interesting evening but uh yes should be very very exciting but that is pretty much everything to update you for this week. Um, we will both see you at Molyneux on Saturday as we face Southampton. Um, if you have any other questions in the meantime, reach out to us both on Twitter at Mikey Burrows and at Jem Frith. And we will see you then.